welcome to Being Extraordinary with Akasha Awaken. Here we awaken the Akash to the non-physical reality that stores ancient wisdom and magic for us all. This podcast is dedicated to the stories, the knowledge, and the people who have found a way to tap into this knowledge and bring it into our physical reality, fully allowing themselves to embrace our true and extraordinary nature, and hopefully inspiring you to do the same. Okay, hello and welcome back. I've taken a little bit of time off in the summer, haven't produced any episodes as of late, and this one's a little bit different because it's just me. I'm creating a a little mini-series here, and my intention with the mini-series is that it's going to be a place uh, in which you can get some bird's-eye information, A, but B, it's actually going to serve as a reference, because when I'm doing a session with somebody or when I have people reaching out asking for questions, I don't have enough time within the hour session to be able to explain some of these concepts fully. So people will get little snippets or introductions into these concepts and then I end up not being able to go as in depth as I would like to because there's more personalized information that I'd like to cover. So this is a mini series designed to talk about some of the big bird's eye concepts that I refer to from time to time, but I don't often have within a session or within an interaction the ability to go into a really deep depth. So this first and foremost episode in this little mini series um, is all about what is the meaning of life. Over the summer, I did a lot of sessions and I met a lot of people that were really searching for this grander meaning of life. And Obviously, originally, the meaning of life is open to interpretation, right? Like, your meaning is going to be different than my meaning. I seen a quote once when I was in university talking about maybe the meaning of life is to give life meaning, and it always really stuck with me as potent. So it is open to interpretation, but I did meet a lot of people struggling with this. So I am going to do an entire episode about what I've discovered is kind of going on in the background. And I've talked about pieces of this in probably a lot of individual readings because it sets the stage, but never went into it in really deep depth. The main premise that I'm beginning to pick up on from my experiences in the Akashic Records, from some of the personal study that I do, and some of my own lived experiences and witnessing the experiences of clients that I've worked with. So I kind of pull information from a lot of different lenses, but just to set the stage, I never believe, and I'm doing air quotes even though you can't see me, anything until I see it happen in in motion in my life. So where this kind of begins to come from is seeing the reincarnation wheel because most of my work is looking at past lives to figure out what our soul is working through in the current life. So I really specialize in looking at our karma and through looking at so many past lives and so much karmic baggage and all of this stuff that relays and repeats in our current timelines and our current incarnations, this is what I begin to see. So the point of incarnating is that it's to have an experience And that is just as plain and simple as it comes. So what happens is as a soul, when we're in the disincarnate realm, it's literal euphoria and love and bliss and deep, meaningful connection, like all of the time. So we as a soul know everything that there is to know before we even come to the incarnated sign or side. We can't, we know about what courage is, we know about what grief is, we know about what victory is, what loss is, but while we're in the disincarnate realm, we will never have an experience in which we will truly feel loss or grief or victory or um, courage because it's just perfect all the time. There's no situation that will ever arise in which you'll actually feel those emotions or those experiences in your being. So thinking about that, we've all had experiences where we've read something on paper and then when we actually experienced it fully, it was either a lot more challenging or just generally a lot different than we thought it was going to be. We can 
have projections or expectations about what something might feel like, but we're really not going to know until we go through it. And if we just use something like courage, right? If everything in your life was perfect and blissful, to choose courage in an experience seems like it would be easy, right? We would expect more people likely to be courageous if we were just reading about it and we would make these rash judgments of like, oh, I can't believe all these people don't choose courageous acts of love or choosing their dreams or, or sticking up to that bully or whatever it is. We could look at that and be like, oh, how dare they? But honestly, have you ever had an experience where that has been right in front of you and it was a lot harder to actually go through? So something, I think everyone's probably witnessed some form of somebody breaking a rule or maybe even like bullying or vandalizing something. And I I have one experience and we were at this pool in Colorado or it was not a pool. It was like a, a hike. We hiked up the side of the mountain and there was this really beautiful like blue pool but it, and it was like attached to a waterfall it was very beautiful and there were signs posted everywhere don't go swimming here don't go swimming here you know human you know sweat and you know the chemicals on your skin changes the ph of the pool and the reason it's so beautiful and blue is because of the algae and the natural forming you know ingredients in the pool so don't go messing with the ph and there was this the a couple of these like young you know, guys, young kids, young guys that were in there swimming. And I think they were like, I don't know, maybe like throwing garbage. Like they were being just so rude and they were kind of ruining everybody's time because there's a lot of people there that hiked up this journey to see it. And they're super obnoxious and they were swimming. And like, I think a lot of people at that time, and this is just a simple example, wanted to tell those guys to just like get it together but really no one had the courage to like confront them and you're faced with these moments and this is just a simple moment I think moments that are much more intense are when you see someone being treated wrong or being bullied Um, I think I've had experiences like that but I can't pull them out of my brain right now where you see someone being mistreated I used to work at a bar and sometimes you know street folk would come in and you'd have to kind of kick them out if they were being obnoxious, of course. And one time we had a manager who was from India and the street person was like extremely rude to that person and told them to go back where they came from. And these are the types of things that you see. You you have this moment to interject, but did you? You know, because it, it's scary. Suddenly heat's on you. Can you take it? Can you interject? Courage is way, way, way harder when you're actually faced with that experience than it is to just perceive. Of course, everyone's like, I wouldn't do that. Of course, I'd say something. But we've all been in experiences where it's been a lot harder to do so. And if you want to know the answers to my two stories, (laughs) they didn't really go how I wanted it to. But when I was at the, the lake hike, I actually did tell those two obnoxious people to just like, I was like, get out of the water. Like, this is really disrespectful and rude but um nobody came to back me up it was just me versus these boys and uh yeah then they kind of like threatened me after that I remember them walking by and kind of like this is gonna like punch me you know and I was like don't flinch don't flinch but all's well it ends well nothing really happened but they didn't listen and nobody came to no one came to assist so it was like when I look back it's kind of an embarrassing memory but I am somebody who would rather I don't want to look back at those stories and say I didn't say something, even if they didn't go how I wanted. And I can't exactly remember what happened when I was working at the bar. Um, I think I actually heard about the story after. And then I, I, I spent a lot of the rest of the day trying to console my manager. Because it was a terrible thing. It definitely broke his heart into a million pieces. So anyway, um, sometimes it doesn't pay off to be courageous, but at least you get to develop your character, right? I digress. But that's an experience and you can really reflect on that, you know, looking at things like courage or compliance or um, even love. You know, we experience this love and euphoria and this bliss on the spirit side, but when we come here, our love is much more conditional and compartmentalized. And to even love something fully while on earth And not taking a step back to protect yourself from the dangers of being hurt is kind of rare. It's 
way harder when you actually have the emotional body or the mental body or the capacity to psych yourself out or experience pain. So when we're on the other side, it only is for so long. There's nothing else to do, right? It's of course dreamy and amazing. Anyone who's ever had a near-death experience never wants to come back because it's so nice over there. But at a certain point, there's really no other game to play. There's really no other experience. So it's time to go. It's time to go have these experiences. And you will essentially kind of write up the experiences that you want to have. You have this vague plan once you come here and you're like, I want to create these situations in which I have to see if I will choose courage or then feel courage or feel fear and then feel self-loathing. I want to create these experiences in which I'll, I'll feel grief or loss or victory and then once we get here obviously specifically on earth but of course there's other realms and places to incarnate but we can't know exactly what that's all about but it's still about having an experience and when we come to earth we literally come with amnesia do you it's very challenging to actually remember our past lives consciously remember the plan that we wrote part of the game is literally about not knowing about trying to see how we will perform in situations in which we don't know what's going on we can't remember that we came here to experience courage because if we knew that's the exact feeling we came to experience we might be a lot more inclined to just choose it without really getting to know the depths of our soul, right? If you know the answers, is this a quote from Dolores Cannon when she's been talking to higher selves in some of her books or her sessions, you know, she said, well, wouldn't it just be easier if we knew what we were doing when we were here? We could really avoid a lot of this grief and pain and heartbreak. And the answer from the soul was, is it really a test if you knew the answers when you were going in? Is it really the deepest expression of courage if you knew the answers going in? Or did you just know what you were supposed to choose? And that of course it was gonna work out. It kind of robs the depth of the experience. It really does. So we come here trying to have these experiences and these feelings. And that's sort of the nature of the game. That's how it all starts. That would be kind of a baseline. That would be your first ever earth incarnation. We are trying to experience courage and love and grief and uh, and we do all these things. But <laughs> what ends up happening is because we have free will once we arrive earth side and we can't really consciously remember our plan, sometimes our plan goes magnifique and we just crush it and we're so proud of ourselves but more often than not that's not what happens we continuously get overwhelmed by fear and we don't choose to experience courage or we continuously get controlled or manipulated by the people or the society around us and then we choose not to go on the journey of courage you know let's say you were a woman a hundred to 150 years ago where you were considered you know property and having a dream or being a courageous woman was not celebrated and you know it would it would have created this maybe indesirability between you know suitors and and back in that day women all we could really hope for is that we got we were able to marry somebody of some sort of value because then they would keep us safe right they would keep our children safe we'd have a nicer life so wanting to be perceived as desirable in a past life was a huge feat because that literally meant security to women. So then doing something courageous or rebelling or going against your own path and and being kind of a warrior would have decreased likely your desirability at that time because women were property, they were meant to be wives and mothers, docile, servitude, that kind of thing. So being a warrior woman, probably not going to be what's celebrated so then you're controlled or manipulated by the culture or the society and what do you think happens when you are done your lifetime and you get to do the grand review i'm not saying that everyone's trying to experience courage 
but we're just assuming that was a part of this particular plan. And you look back and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't experience courage at all. I, I truly didn't. I, I got caught up in what was expected of me. I got caught up in what people would judge me for and I changed who I was and I changed my plan. And I lived in servitude to this this husband of mine and I gave him all the children he wanted. And you know, you're gonna look back and of course you're gonna learn some great and valuable things. And I truly believe that in this stage of the game, because we do have so much karma, a lot of us are kind of experiencing what we're here to experience. But in this example, this person doesn't experience what they wanted. Well, guess what happens? Back to the drawing board. I have to create and write up a new life for myself. But this time, I need to face the things I failed at head on. I need to correct that karma. I need to maybe once again be faced with a situation where I was expected to be domicile. I was expected to be in servitude. Maybe you have to remarry a husband again who's going to want you to just be normal and be soft and be whatever. You're going to have to face those challenges because that's what set you up in the first place for failure. That's what hung you up. That's where you abandoned yourself, your path, your truth, your dreams, That's where you chose to say, I'm not as valuable if I'm not fitting into this box or this mold. So you must face those boxes, those molds again, but this time prevail and choose yourself and choose courage and then see what that journey takes you on. It's not easy. It's not easy. So there's a handful of people or probably a significant portion of people that consistently try to face those obstacles over and over and over and over and over and over again and consistently choose the wrong thing and their karma truly compounds. And then their incarnations get a little bit more challenging and a little bit more challenging. And the universe does operate on vibration. So what does fear resonate at? What does self-abandonment resonate at? It's kind of lower on the frequency scale, right? Self-fulfillment, courage, self-love, aligning to your own truth resonates quite a lot higher. Higher frequency versus lower frequency. So when you actually incarnate, there's kind of like a matrix that helps design it. And if you left an incarnation with self-abandon, self-loathing, and choosing to operate on a program of fear, you have to reincarnate in your next life as a vibrational match to where you left off. So sometimes we see this vast discrepancy of people's incarnations. Some people are born into abuse and violence, and some people are born into wealth and prosperity and love. Some people are born into all these different things. And you will incarnate into the same situation vibrationally that you created in your past life. So if you abandoned yourself and chose to operate on a mode of fear or conformity, in your next life, you will incarnate into situations even in childhood where you will be asked or challenged to self-abandon. Maybe you'll end up living in fear and be asked to simply conform. And anytime your spirit bubbles up in your childhood, your parents will be there to strike it down because it has to be a match. It's like a continuation of the story until we can get it right. However, There are also people out there that just willingly incarnate into certain challenging situations. It's not that they've earned it. I don't want to say earned it. That's a terrible thing today to say. It's not that they've, they're picking up where they left off. It's just that sometimes, for example, let's say it's taken you 10 lifetimes of self-abandon. And you're like, okay, I don't want to come back for 10 more lifetimes to figure this self-abandonment story out. So let's cram in 10 lifetimes of karma just into this one. 
And these people will have particularly challenging lifetimes because they're trying to move through it faster than the rest of us. So sometimes we set ourselves up for a bigger challenge. Sometimes it's not always about karmic matches. Sometimes it's like, that's the experience somebody wants to have, which is why we can never judge what other people are doing. Yes, maybe you're seeing someone who was born into a violent childhood and it could be that they left their last life being allowing or choosing to be violent towards themselves. Drugs, addiction, suicide, these are types of violence towards oneself. So when you reincarnate, if you have to match the vibration in which you left, you're going to be born into situations likely of, of violence as a child. And maybe that's what's happening. Maybe it's a vibrational match. But I've also bumped into several people who like willingly incarnate into violence because they're almost like taking one for the team. They're like, I know this incarnation is not going to have a good childhood. I'm strong enough to handle it. I'll, I'll do it so no one else gets it. I've also seen people, if you get to design your incarnation, some people are like, hmm, I want to experience violence as a child. We don't know. It's based upon what your soul is choosing. And then also, just to throw another layer of complexity on what is the meaning of life, let's say you had a, a violent partner in a, in a past life. And he was abusive to you, abusive to you, abusive to you. And you thought he was evil. You thought he was a terrible man and you wanted him to be just like dead and gone and out of the, out of the equation. You don't think he's worthy of life. You don't think that, you know, he's a soul on a journey. Sometimes people pre-agree to experience these violent altercations with one another. It adds to the story of experiencing grief or loss or violence, which might be what the soul is trying to achieve. And if you leave that story with a lot of anger and hate, in the next incarnation, you will likely switch roles. So you'll see what it takes to become a violent, angry, abusive person and release judgment. And it's a funny thing because sometimes the people that the people in your life that hurt you the most actually agree to do it. You guys are in agreement, and sometimes they're the people that love you the most, which is a really mind really mind bender. So don't get stuck on that because it can be. You don't have to make sense of it. Just shelve it if it's not worthy to you or helpful to you. Um, it's just the experience. And if someone's gonna hurt us, we might as well pick the people we love the most to do so because it's kind of like a play. And you're the star, but you also cast all the other roles. And most of these roles are A, again, to make sure that you can have this robust and fulfilling experience, whatever it is, or help you work out karma. But another layer to the complexity of what the heck we're doing here is that, unfortunately, humans are creatures of comfort and habit. So... Our soul's trying to grow and our souls, let's just go back to the very beginning with this person who's trying to experience courage, but keeps getting told that that's not appropriate for women or she wants to be desirable and that's not considered something desirable. Let's go back to her story. So she is desperately trying to rectify where she constantly chooses to be docile or in servitude or polite or gentle and she wants to become courageous and kind of a warrior and go after her dreams and chase the sun that's what her soul has been trying to experience since day one and she keeps getting stuck in these loops these karmic loops these karmic self-sabotages so what is she going to have to do or schedule or write into her lifetime so that she has no choice but to finally become the warrior after missing the mark after how many lifetimes? So that's like 10. She's gonna likely have to write something very traumatizing and tragic, very jarring into her incarnation so that she stops choosing the thing that she keeps choosing. It was too easy, it was too comfortable to just be in servitude and, and fit in and conform and these types of things. So sometimes those really wretched challenges that we experience in life, we wrote in because it's just earthquake 
earth shattering enough for us to finally snap out of our patterns and choose something different. So in just for example, this person may write in that her husband actually dies. So she has no one left to lean on. She has no one left to conform for. She now has no choice but to become her own warrior. There's, there's nothing left for her to do but to rise up and move through that pain and move through that grief. So sometimes those polarizing, painful rock bottoms finally shake you out of your patterns that you're done with. And I have noticed, well, I do a lot of past life readings and in lots of past lives, I noticed that most of the negative events that take place in past past lives is because of this self-abandonment and you create what you choose. So if you don't love yourself enough to choose courage and then you hate yourself more because you weren't choosing courage and you get stuck in this loop of self-loathing, you start attracting just more self-loathing. People start to loathe you, you become invisible, like you really create whatever you're choosing. And I'm gonna do another episode on that. But, so it's a lot of, you get what you choose. But in recent incarnations, I'm noticing something a little bit different. I'm noticing that the collective, all of us here right now, are essentially, this is like our big lifetime. There is a lot of stuff happening in the backgrounds and our souls are here to really rise and let go of karma and and move through these challenging scenarios, which I'm going to do another episode on why this incarnation is so important. So stay tuned for the series. (laughs) So we're trying to rise and we really, really, all of us, a lot of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, wrote lifetimes that where failure isn't an option. This is a grand finale, if you will, for some of us. So we've written in a ridiculous amount of kind of challenge, like challenging or painful moments early on in the incarnation so that we can get where we're going a lot faster. And if you especially look at people who would consider themselves light workers or intuitives, and I don't necessarily mean this in that this is what you do for your full-time profession. I mean, if you're here listening to this, it most likely applies to you. So where we wrote these challenging, heartbreaking moments really early in life so that we were shaken out of our nonsense and our our old patterns early so that we could be the light bearers that we came here to be. So if it's really hard to know exactly what your karma is if you haven't done an Akashic session or you're not familiar with your past lives, you're not familiar with your karmic energy, um, it's hard to really, really know what you're here for because a lot of us are here for an extremely diverse amount of things. Some people are here to experience courage intentionally, victory intentionally. Some people are here to move through loss intentionally, move through grief intentionally. Some of us are a combination of all these things. So we don't really know until we take a look at your personal story. But if you've experienced some of those challenging or extremely painful moments and you're still stuck in the why did this happen to me, this isn't fair, It's really important that you ask yourself, reflect back and see what those rock bottom moments have shaken you out of because there's always a gift in those painful things, always a gift. And if you can't see it at this point, maybe you're too close to it, maybe it just recently happened to you, or maybe you've been really hanging on to the fact that you're somehow a victim, which simply isn't true because I almost guarantee you that the person you despise the most or hurt you the most is probably someone who actually loves you an incredible amount. But again, just shelf that if it's not available to you yet because I don't think that drowning or hiding your anger, because I think anger is healthy. We should be angry. We need to purge that emotion. We need to feel it. So if you're just trying to be like, oh, it's just a karmic journey, like that's not really the be all end all either. Um, So those painful moments were to break you out of a pattern that wasn't serving you. Um, and I've had, I've had a, f- a few of those in my lifetime. And 
at the time it's so raw that you I just personally thought I was some sort of failure or some sort of um, I was misguided and misunderstood the meaning of life but you know I went through an experience um, not that long ago where I was like in debilitated like and maybe one day I'll divulge the whole story but I'm not quite there yet um where I became quite debilitated like it was in the midst of so many things I felt like I lost a lot of my freedoms and a lot of my rights and I remember just being like so depressed and so incapacitated that I couldn't do anything I couldn't work I couldn't think straight I couldn't I could barely get out of bed and as somebody who's obviously pondering the meaning of life and and sees a meaning or a rhyme or a reason for everything that we experience whether we like to admit it or not um was looking for why but I was too close to it but now that I look back you know I have been somebody who's been independent like my whole life you know I got a job really really early I often worked two jobs um you know I was the oldest of three four four siblings like no there's four of us all together. So I was the oldest, um, you know, I was the first person to go to university. So a lot of the things I've had to do have been like very independent. And I do believe that that was a part of my write-up too in my lifetime. I needed to experience independence and stop doing what people wanted me to do. But when I had this debilitating moment where I hit like a rock bottom I'd never known, before I had no choice but to finally believe that people wanted to support me that it was okay to ask for help or it was okay to just like exist for a moment I have a massive program in this lifetime where I feel that I'm only really worthy or valuable if I'm doing something if I'm being of service and I'm really in this lifetime letting go of this imprint that like my core self doesn't have any value just me as i am raw and real in my good moments in my beautiful moments but also in my negative moments and a lot of us are probably working through something along these lines but in just different parameters so what did your hard moments teach you because They're meant to break us out of programming that never lets us get to what we want, which is beautiful experiences that we are creating. Because the other foundational piece of why we're here is to create the experiences that we desire to experience, which I guess is actually much in tandem with just experiencing courage right? We're here to create the experiences we wish to experience. Which is feeling the, being the courageous warrior, warrior, feeling abundance, being free, drinking wine in Italy, standing on the cliffs of Moher in Ireland, swimming in the divine ocean in the Gulf of Mexico, letting the sun beat down on us without guilt, learning to find our creativity, our peace, our groundedness. We're here to create, learn how to create the experiences that we desire. And it's challenging because a lot of us have been conditioned or programmed based on our past lives that what we desire is unavailable to us. Because really, we are as free as we have ever been in modern history we have access to the most abundance that we've ever had in modern history and so the dreams that we're cultivating right now are things we couldn't have even thought of in our past lives but we have to move through these self-sabotages that we've created through the reincarnation cycle if this was your first ever life on earth A, you'd be very confused, very uncomfortable, very afraid. You'd likely contemplate suicide a lot because it's just so challenging without the basis of the past lives that we've had. We kind of needed those earlier lives to be able to comprehend the complexity of the life now. So if I was to give you in definition, just very simplistic, what is the meaning of life? 
the meaning of life here is to create life here, to create the life here, to create the experiences that you wish to have here. But it's not really about it being easy. There has to be um, a starting point where, yes, you knew you came to experience courage. You wanted to experience grief because you were like, I don't know what those things feel like. Bring them on, bring them on. But there's also a journey that takes place here. It can't be, it can't come easy. You can't just be born with wealth. You can't just be born with prosperity, born with courage, born with all these things. Because if you were just born with it, you never had to go through the process of learning how to create what you want. It was just given to you from day one. And I think we all know people who were born into a certain level of privilege and the things that they got for free were things that we dreamed of and they destroyed. You know, we all went to high school with people who whose parents might have bought them really nice vehicles and they bagged the shit out of these vehicles and they were totaled within a couple of years because we were dreaming to drive an Audi. They were given it for free. It didn't have any value to them. They didn't personally create it. So therefore, it doesn't matter to them. Whereas if we worked our butt off and finally one day we got to buy that Audi, we're going to cherish that thing. Oof, because we created it. Something that's maybe even more symbolic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have kids, so I can't speak to it. But like, think about how much we cherish our children. We created that. That is, we, we made that. Like, it's our thing. We... We went through, especially women, you know, we went through the process of carrying it and giving birth to the child and like, oof, like we care so much. We created that or even like our artwork or, you know, the business that we create or the title that we create or the university degree that we create. It only is really of value to us if we get to create it. So life is inherently the process of being creative and what happens is, is so many of us are caught up because, again, this is a grand lifetime. The, the pressure's on. And I, again, I'll have another episode coming out directing and addressing that. So we haven't had a lot of recent memories on the incarnation loop of thriving, of wanting to just experience our creative energy and experience the creation of abundance or travel or children or, or art or a business or a family, whatever it is. A lot of our recent memories in the incarnation loop have been about survival. And I want you just to think even about your parents, your grandparents, you know, I want you to think about just even decades you know, like, were people in the 1930s really... And I mean, it's easier if you know the person, though, because otherwise you can make up ideas about what people were doing. So a lot of it's been about survival. You know, even thinking about, like, hunter-gatherer societies, it was like, we need to get enough food for the winter, and we needed to stay in a pack formation or a group formation so we could survive the elements. And use manpower you know like my parents come from farming lineages that was really about getting enough food or enough land to be able to support your family like it was really all about survival survival and sacrificing ourselves to do so our dreams to do so that's not the narrative anymore so it's scary to be like oh i'm just here to create what i want to experience and yeah, you wrote a plan for yourself before you got here, but your free will always prevails. So what you wanted to create and experience last year might be different than what you want to create and experience this year or five years from now. We're on this evolution to see just how creative we can become. Creating the experience of life. And that's actually the meaning of it all, as simple as it comes. But there's things like, Again, the frequency of the choices you've made in the past will impact you in the now. So we have to shift our frequency and choose things like love and courage or freedom as opposed to the things that we've created, kept choosing in the incarnation loop and move ourselves into a higher vibration to attract more high vibrational things. Um, there's also the karmic loop of having to work out or move through some of the challenging karma 
where we're repeating scenarios over and over again till we finally choose the right thing, the thing that we wanted to experience in the first place. There's karmic contracts, you know, having to balance some nasty karma with somebody like maybe an abusive husband or a cheating wife from a past life. We have, it's very dynamic. There's a lot of layers. So even though I'm trying to simplistically convey it to you, there's by no means saying that it's simple or easy. It's not. And it really wasn't meant to be, right? It's a journey. And Earth is often been renowned, I can't say this for a fact, but Earth has often been renowned for being a very challenging place to come, to create the experience that you desire. Because we don't come here with memories. We come here with two very distinct agendas. There are people on this planet who very much desire control, status quo, stay in line, and those people rule the world. So we're pushing against an agenda that doesn't align with our soul who wants freedom, expansion, abundance, equality. So there's soul desires and then there's like soul oppressing desires. So you have to fight through the minutia. It is a place where negative karma can be experienced, right? If you think of the teachings of Adam and Eve, This is the non-traditional teaching about them, but a shaman said it to me and I've never not thought about it. So the teaching of Adam and Eve in, in her culture or her understanding was that earth used to be a place of just, again, divine euphoria, garden of Eden. Everything was blissful and peaceful and awesome. And, you know, Eve and Adam were like sitting in the garden of Eden, you know, eating grapes, you know, tasting the wine. And it was just like, oof, you know. And one day Eve was like, well, you know, I have, I've come into this experience, you know, I'm incarnated on earth here and it's really beautiful. It's really fantastic. It's really great, but I'm kind of like bored. I'm kind of bored and, you know, time moves really slowly here and I don't know what to do with myself. I want to have more knowledge or more experiences. I want more expansion. And then, you know, they were like, okay, well, if you want more, if you want to experience more while you're here, gain more knowledge, gain more wisdom, gain more experience, we're going to have to introduce sin, which would be hard feelings or challenges or greed or dysfunction or duality. It can't just be peace and bliss. You're going to have to experience those negative things because that's where we learn the most. And she said, okay, as it so it should be, I will eat from the tree of knowledge and I will, through sin, through challenge, through upheaval, through drama, actually meet the depths of my soul and see what I'm truly made of and gain more soul wisdom because navigating these challenges does add more to who we are. Anyone who's ever had a really easy or beautiful life maybe well-traveled, maybe well-educated, but are they really that interesting? <laughs> you know, like, it, it's a funny place. And not every incarnation experience is of duality, but that's the extra challenge here. There's a lot of layers to it, a lot of things going on. But if you're here, you're considered one of the most courageous souls because there are some souls who would never come and do this because of the lack of memory or the the pushing against you know pushing against control and greed and manipulation in order to experience freedom and where we do go through painful scenarios in order to grow because if it wasn't painful we wouldn't grow like it's not it's not easy but if you're here it's almost as if you made the cut you know that you have what it takes you have the knowledge you have the experience and now the invitation is like just believe it already and recognize that something bigger is going on here that you weren't meant to just be born work to pay your bills and then die like that's just crazy and i don't know what each person can hang on to to realize that there's more but there's meant there's you're not here by accident you know um and you really have to find your own way to make peace with that but some of the things that help me is that you know things that have helped me is like realizing how insignificant we are in the grand cosmos like if you actually look at where earth is in the galaxy and you're like i'm 
literally blowing my my problems out of the water because I'm a speck of nothing. And that feeling of being a speck of nothing really is like, what what do I have to lose? I'm just so insignificant in this grand scheme of things. Like, oh, I started a business. It's really not that big of a deal, right? Something else that has helped me, and I think that this was definitely a gift that I set myself up for in this incarnation, is I've had too many weird things happen to me that I can't explain with science, I can't explain logically, that does seem to go beyond into the paranormal or into the metaphysical or the paraphysical. That when I start to be like, am I just literally crazy and it's really random that I'm here or that I'm conscious? I'm like, well, what about that weird dream that you have that came true? Or what about, you know, that hypnosis session where you've seen yourself in a past life event that you weren't aware of, but you could verify it in, in history books later? Impossible. And I think there's sometimes you can write off like one coincidence to chance, but when there's so many, eventually you have to be like, okay, it's impossible. And now I've done enough sessions for other people where the accuracy, like if I've done thousands of sessions and almost like I would say, I would say like within the like 98% of them, like even that seems too low. I maybe have had a handful of people that have been like, that's crazy, man. I don't know what you're talking about. So then if you've done it over a thousand sessions and everyone's been like, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was exactly true. That's inexplainable. There's something else going on here. And you need to figure out what that something else is to motivate you to want to create your life and choose to have the experiences that you wish to have and continue to move through that discomfort and rectify your karma and move through the things that scare you the most in order to feel the things that you came here to feel. But just as a disclaimer before I sign off, you don't technically know what you came here to experience. So don't judge yourself. There's no such thing as a good experience or a bad experience. It's just an experience. And you don't want to dismiss some of your experiences that may be traditionally defined as bad and say, how did I create this? My soul keeps messing this up. You don't know. You're not sure. So it's really a good idea to celebrate your experiences no matter what they've been. And just be present and intentional with yourself about what you want to experience next. Looking into the past and getting stuck there is not going to help you. You're not who you were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe even two years ago. So it's just important to sit with yourself. What do I want to experience? What did I come here to experience? And don't expect perfection right off the hop. One of my main things I used to manifest was freedom. I wanted freedom. I wanted freedom. I wanted to be free. I was going to be free. Freedom. And I, I did create it. But I wasn't specific enough about what I actually thought freedom was. And I ended up creating a lot of boredom and disconnection. I, I was, I was, my business was kind of taking care of itself, but I was not really connected to anybody. Um, and actually the lockdown was a great example of me creating freedom, but not what I meant. So, you know, at the time I was doing this work, but I'd also had another job. I got laid off from that job and I was receiving EI. And that was just standard practice. You didn't even have to apply for it. You were getting laid off. The restaurant was closed. That's what was happening. So I had a plethora of free money. Well, it wasn't really free, but free money. I didn't really have to do much about my business, but I was so free that like I actually couldn't, it was just a funny situation. You know, it's like you couldn't really see your friends and family. It was almost like freedom, but freedom in the void. I was almost in like nothingness. And I knew that I created that in some way, shape or form. And I was like, ooh, no, we're gonna have to redefine this because this might be freedom to some people, but I feel like I'm isolated. I'm in the void. I have nothing to do, no one to call, no expectation. And that's what you, I might have thought freedom was. But as I felt it, I was like, no, 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 edit. I don't mean freedom. That's not what I'm talking about. I was like, okay, I want ease. And I want to feel awe. I want to feel like inspired by each one of my days and be like, this is amazing. And then I feel like that's actually 
more so the experience I'm trying to create that actually matches. So don't judge the experiences you have created because if you haven't been paying attention, you might have asked for, I want to be validated. I want to be validated. I want to be approved of if you're not really consciously paying attention. And then what might have happened is you might have gotten a promotion and you might have had this job where everybody thought you were just a star and they called on you for everything. They needed your help with this. They needed your help with that. They needed you to work Sunday. They needed you on call. And it's like, yeah, you were validated and approved of and you were really celebrated in that job. But to the point of burnout, to the point where no one else could be trusted to do the job except you and you ended up having to overwork. Because like I said a few minutes ago, you weren't meant to be born with it. It would be too easy, it would be meaningless, and actually it would be hard to define. If you were born with abundance and you've never experienced lack, you wouldn't really even know how to appreciate your abundance because you've never known the experience of lack which is the really motivating experience to get abundance and keep it. You know, if you were born free to do whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted, again, you'd look to people and say, it's not that hard to be free. You have to experience restriction in order to be like, I want freedom. Just a lot like at the beginning of this episode when I said it's really easy to judge if you... If you never experienced courage or had a situation in which courage would come into play, it'd be really easy to look in and be like, it's easy to choose courage, but when you're there, it's not really. We need the duality. We need the the high and then the low and the experience to define where we're going. So everything is divine. You're on the right track. And if I was to give anyone any piece of advice on how to make the most of this lifetime it's not about being critical you don't know exactly what your soul had planned and that was a part of the name of the game and you're not supposed to know exactly where your soul is going because trust in oneself is the name of the game so if i was to give you a piece of advice to take away from this session is ask yourself what you want to create and really think about it don't just be like i want money what do you want to use that money for What do you want freedom for? What do you want validation for? What do you want these things for? And then make sure it's coming from the heart because validation is usually to prove other people wrong. And then just be intentional. It's not about being perfect or putting yourself in a box of I can never be self-loathing or I can never be fearful. It's not about that. It's about moving through your moments very consciously and asking yourself, is choosing this, is being a part of this, is saying this actually getting me closer to the experience that I want to create? And if the answer is no, it's time to edit or tweak it or address it. And it's not always an easy path, but being intentional is actually the answer to everything. And your intentions might not get you where you want to go, but you're so aware of what they were that you can course correct. And just embracing that it's an experience So progress or the journey is literally 90% of the battle. And anyway, I digress. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and stay tuned for the next episodes in this series.